0: This is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome to Zen Parenting Radio podcast number seventy four or something like that. How
1: do you keep track of that?
0: Because I have to save it on a computer every time I finish a show. Okay.
1: Seventy four. What and are we talking about? The
0: two themes. One is weekend realizations. Things that we realized over the weekend. Okay, okay. And the secondly...
1: Well, do you think anyone will be interested in our weekend realizations? Oh my
0: gosh, are you kidding me? These realizations were immense, colossal, fantabulous.
1: About parenting? Yes. Okay, yeah. Okay, just to make sure people are interested. And then
0: our listeners speak out. Uh, we, questions from our listeners. Yeah, we put something up on Facebook and said, hey, you have any questions? And a few nice people uh, had some questions so we're going to answer. them.
1: One of them is about potty training. One of them is about if you have an introverted kid, and also starting kids starting kindergarten next year. Right, so okay. three
0: pronged approach. So and we're brought. What's to... the third prong? Um, I don't know. So, fun, 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 and games. That's right. Um, so um, avid company and tree of life. Yes, those are our partners, and we'll be talking about them in just a few quick moments. All right. Um, let's first start with our listeners' questions. Okay. And I want to start with. Um, can I say their name? oh uh, no. Because okay. we,
1: we had a... Listener. But they
0: did it on Facebook. Okay, did, we'll
1: put their... So let's say their first name. Hillary. Okay, Hillary. Uh, hi,
0: she, Hillary. Hi, Hillary. She wants to have any tips on helping an introverted kid start kindergarten. Okay. And um, let me start because I have a feeling once you start, you're not going to want to stop.
1: What makes you think that? <laughs> just, just a guess. Okay, go ahead.
0: Um, introverted kids. Um, we say on the show over and over and over again is to let your kids be and to allow and things like that. And that doesn't mean you stick your head in the sand, but I feel like just because your kid is introverted doesn't mean there's anything wrong with this kid. Maybe this kid at this moment in his life, he's a little introverted. Mm-hmm. And um, if we push, then we might make him feel uncomfortable. It doesn't mean we we don't support, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's, I think a lot of parents, not not Hillary, but a lot of parents out there might say that this is, wrong, I need to really get my kid out there and and make sure that he is accepted.
1: And what does that stem from? Um, fear? Yes. Fear of what?
0: Fear of not being the norm.
1: Exactly. Wow, I'm good. I know. You're so smart. That's right. I've so, always known okay, that about So you go ahead and talk. So, well, I, I think we can have a back and forth about this. It doesn't have to be me speaking the whole time, but I think the thing is, is we have a story in our head. I'm borrowing from Deepak Chopra here because mm-hmm. I, oh, to, no, Tony Robbins. Okay. He's going to talk about the story. We have a story in our head that when our child reaches a certain age, and this will be with potty training too, that they're supposed to be doing something and that they should be doing this. And if they're not, they're not normal. Mm-hmm. And we have stories of all of you know, our children um, be- based on how we were growing up or based on the people we're living around right now or based on what our mother says or our mother-in-law says or what other people tell us or what we see in a movie even. Mm-hmm. We'll say, oh, my child's not doing that and they should be. And all of a sudden, they're not normal. And all of a sudden, we become anxious about what they are or are not doing. And the thing that I wanted to say about being an introverted kid is I'm not a big believer in labels. Children can be or feel introverted, but it doesn't mean they are all introverted. I am willing to bet that this child, Hillary's child, and, and many other children who may on first appearance be introverted, introverted have very extroverted moments.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and. I want, I'm very, it's kind of like saying I have an angry child or a mean child or a happy child. Oh,
0: and I'll say when we're at like grocery stores and our kid doesn't want to say hello to somebody, right. they'll be, oh, she's shy. Right. And, and I even, you know, I think early in my parenthood, I would have um, not really thought much about that. But now I'm like, she's not shy. Like the whole labeling thing. Right bothers me so you're talking about labeling kids
1: and, and that can so easily be switched she's feeling shy yes that is a totally different thing Then
0: she is shy Then, then she the is the word shy does not sum up the the unbelievable nature of my child so to call her shy right. is such a disservice to who this person is and it's like that with all of us we're right None of us are one thing.
1: And and here's the irony. It's just as much a disservice to say, oh, I have the happiest child in the world. Cause because guess what? That
0: does not give them permission to be sad.
1: Exactly. Or angry. Mm-hmm. Or all of a sudden, if they're not being happy, then they're somehow not normal or being who you expect them to be. Right. And the thing is, is we have to embrace that full range of emotions. We have to embrace that full range of experiences. All of our children, all three of them if people were meeting them for the first time, would say they're introverted, they're shy. Mm-hmm. You know what our children are? Mm-hmm. Or or I'm like summing up what I see. They tend to observe situations first before yeah. they dive in. Now, JC being older, she's much, it's, you know, and she was probably the one that was most, you know, Felt shy most of the time when she was at school. She didn't talk at all one time right. for like a year. But she's the one now who will go out and speak to people, look them in the eye, say right. hi, thank you. And she did that on her own mm-hmm. eventually. I mean, of course, we weren't always super comfortable. I can't sit here and say, oh, we were fine with it. It was uncomfortable sometimes sure. when she was feeling shy or when Cameron is or when Skylar is now. Um, but at the same time, we, that was our work to mm-hmm. do. It wasn't our work to do on them.
0: Absolutely. is it on ourselves. And can we accept the social pressure to not be? So for instance, this weekend, my, one of my best friends, Charlie, was here for this party that I think we're going to talk about. Yeah. And, um, good party. Good party. <laughs> and um, he didn't mean anything mean by it. And I didn't think he was being mean. But he said, you know, um, Skyler's never talked to me. Skyler's our four-year-old. And we see Charlie once a month, something yeah. like that. So he's been a consistent person in, in our her life. In her life. Not every week, but like once a month. And he said either to me or to her, you know, Skylar's never talked to me, and I don't think she's ever even looked at me. <laughs> and maybe, let's see, I'm 40 now, and I became a dad when I was 31.
1: 31. Mm-hmm.
0: I think when I was 31 or 32, I would have said, Skylar, talk to Charlie. Talk
1: to him. Make him feel better. He's saying
0: hello. Make him feel <laughs> better. Or actually, it's make me, me feel, feel better. better. Yeah, And I am so fine with the uncomfortableness mm-hmm. of when my kids don't talk to people. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to get Mm -hmm. there, but maybe by talking, there'll be parents out there that start having the awareness that it's not about the kid. It's about me being okay with this regular social pressure.
1: Well, here's the here's the most important part. The reason we're saying this is some parents will say, "No, you know, we've got to teach them manners. We got to teach them to talk to people." First of all, you're role modeling all the time what it means to. So talk you to are people. teaching. You them. are teaching them by them watching you and you using your manners and you role modeling what it means to interact socially. The second thing is is we give our children a mixed message. We tell them to not talk to strangers. We tell them to you know to be careful with you know if you see this person or if you see that person. We tell Tell them to, you know, um, be cautious of anyone who's making them feel uncomfortable. And then we go out there and tell them to talk to force them to speak to people. Right. And we say, override that gut instinct that you have and talk to people anyway. Right. And the gut instinct doesn't mean that that person is bad. Like, obviously, Charlie is not bad. Right. It's that she, in that moment, is not ready to speak to him in that way. Now, what's cool. Is we've watched this with all of our kids. This is why we're laid back about it because we've gone through it. We three, know what the, we what's know on what the happens other side, right? exactly. What's cool about it is when they do start talking mm-hmm. to people, it's so phenomenal because it's not by our insistence. It's right. because they intrinsically. We use that word a lot here. Mm-hmm. They inside they want to talk to this person, right. and the person who receives it feels the authenticity
0: yes. of it. Yes, and they might not even be able to define it, but they feel they it. They feel
1: because they'll say to me, oh my gosh, any of my kids, J.C. Cameron Skyler, they um, you know, they talk to me or they've never talked to me before and today they sat down and spoke with me and it felt really good right. because it was an authentic conversation and not a, sometimes you and I talk about um, with some children who are so beautiful and well-mannered and it's not that that's a bad thing, but it often feels robotic. Mm-hmm. Like, hello, yes. Mrs. Adams, yes. I how are you today? Yes. And I will be just as... Loving and respectful to that child because they're show they're demonstrating manners. But
0: because th- there's a, there's another side to that because yeah. when I'm around other kids, I see parents sometimes say say hello to Mr. Adams, yeah. and I feel like st- pulling them aside, saying, "Listen, I don't want you. You don't need he, to do th- this. Your child
1: doesn't need to. You don't right? need.
0: If you want to say hello to sure. me, that's fine. But don't you know say." Thanks for letting me come over and play. Right. You know, you don't have to do that. You know, when it happens, it'll happen.
1: And when it happens naturally, as we notice it's with better. other kids too, because we're not just talking about ours. We mm-hmm. see a lot of other kids who authentically speak or don't. And, and it's okay if a child at the grocery store doesn't want to say hello to the checkout person. Mm-hmm. And if they decide to not say thank you, as an adult, we can say thank you for them, right. uh, and then there is a point when our when your children, because a lot of parents are listening, going, "Well, when's that point? When's that time?" Well, if you allow, they will naturally you'll notice a shift. But if you have a child who maybe really for a long time doesn't speak, you know, there is a time when they understand abstract thinking around, Mm. you know, eight or nine, when they're out of that black and white phase where you can start to say. Well, and
0: and I think a lot of that is parenting in the moment. Yes. Because I can get caught up in, because I, we used to have these conversations and debates like, is JC going to be eight years old and never say say a word to any of her teachers? Right. And you're like, she's three or she's four. Right. Chill out. Right. So unless your kid is... 14 or whatever it is and hasn't ever talked to anybody other than your family right you might have some issues that you have to deal with but stay present stay where you are
1: because there are some situations where i i do say to my children can you say hello Mm -hmm. because we're in a situation that i know is safe it's Mm -hmm. family it's whatever and if they choose not to Mm -hmm. then i'll say hello Mm -hmm. but i'm still trying to teach in the moment but
0: that was an important thing you just said okay you so it's a small nudge, right? but you don't put all right. this pressure on it. Hey, JC, can you say hello to Grandpa? Right. And if she doesn't say anything, you say it for Hello, them. Grandpa. Right. Yes. And, and, and that's it, it.
1: And that's it. Because here's the thing if we get angry at our kids or frustrated at them when they don't say hello, we are angry because we socially feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Because really, if we're we're taking a step back and looking at this from their perspective, why are we annoyed at them that they're not saying hello? And we can say, well, because they're not showing manners. They are watching you. They are learning. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, like you just said, we do give them a nudge. Or we say, you know, when we get there. Or, you know, are you going to give hugs today? Right. Or we try. It. It's not like we just stand back. Well, and, you say
0: like with... um grandparents, you say something like, give them a, you know, if you don't want to give them a hug, how about you give them a high five? F- high five or something like that?
1: Exactly. You know, you can give options and kind of play around with it. And, and unfortunately, Todd can't solve, Todd and I can't give you uh, a, um, a what to do and say in every situation, but I think what you said is important. Be present for it. Mm-hmm. Is it really important to push mm-hmm. them into saying hello in this moment? And
0: what's driving this? What's from, driving ha- it? is it your fear? Is it you don't want to be looked upon as a bad parent who right. has a kid who doesn't talk? Right. Because it's not about the kid, then it is about you. And that's not to say that you and I are not immune to this. We deal with these struggles all the time as well. That's why
1: we can talk about it. Right.
0: But it's an awareness. First, have the awareness saying, why do I want my kid to talk to this person?
1: And as a... As a person who is around other people's children, I really try and give other children that space, too. Right. Like, I'll often say hello or get down to their level, but if they don't want to look at me and talk to me, that is fine. Mm-hmm. Who am I to them? Right. I mean, you know, if it's not family or, you know, someone that I see all the time, there's no reason that they should be. And I say, okay, no problem. It's good to see you. And so as adults, not only do we need to do this with our own children, but with other people's children and not necessarily judge them on first sight. Right. And say, oh, that's just a shy child or that child doesn't have any manners. How do you know? Right. Right. In that one second, you don't know what happened to them mm-hmm. five minutes before or what they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the, you know, d- detaching from that judgment and just allowing them to be who they are. Mm-hmm. And when they feel that energy from you, they do want to talk to you or smile at you. There's right. some children that sometimes just smiling is plenty. And right. I get, you know, that's a great interaction. Well, and
0: let's bring it back to Hillary one more okay. time. Okay, so then we'll move to on. school. So Hillary said uh, she, she's got a kid who's starting kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And my very quick, short, tiny advice is, let her be introverted.
1: If that's how she feels that day. And you can talk to her about, um, you know, let's talk about school. You know, do you feel comfortable? When do you feel comfortable? When do you feel uncomfortable? And and partner with the teachers mm-hmm. so they know that you're on board with them and that you'll do everything you can. But not when I say everything you can, not to pressure them, but to support your child the best you can and also help support the teacher in, in her or his experience. Because I
0: think one thing is if we push, yes. and when I say push, I mean that in a bad way, Right. Um, you might force a certain uh, behavior, right. but it has ramifications in negative. the long run. And what are those? If you say, hey, you must talk to your teachers and then they do it even though they don't feel like doing it, what will happen? Well,
1: there's swallowing of emotion. There's right. going against against gut instinct. There is not. There's a sense of not trusting themselves in that situation. Right. Now, in that situation where they're not trusting, you can also support them and talk to them about, you know, tell me why, why don't, I mean, I ask JC all the time, why mm-hmm. don't you talk to your teachers? Or when do you feel comfortable talking to them? And then work from those little pieces mm-hmm. and let the teachers know that you're carrying this conversation on. But I think what I'd like to say is it's okay, right. Hillary and and all the, you other parents who have children who may act shy more often, that's okay. It's chill. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's okay. And and that you can, it, I know it concerns you and you want them to speak out more or whatever and know that you, they will eventually get there in their own way. And they
0: are learning from watching what you yes. do yes. as much, if not more, than what they say. Right. So next, I want to talk about the potty training, whoever gave us the yeah, anxiety about remember. potty But before we do that... Um, Uh, To put in some of our weekend realizations, we had uh, Skylar get a little sick on Thursday. Yes. So let's talk about that and tie that into Tree of Life.
1: Well, it was kind of cool because Skylar got sick. Was that Thursday? Thursday. Yes, it was Thursday, and she, you know, woke up hot. We could just tell, you know, Mm -hmm. her demeanor is totally different. Anyway, she slept all day, and then she woke up, and she just was so sad and she said my head hurts and I was rubbing her feet and doing oils and all the things we do and I said do you want to take a bath no do you want an ice pack no and I said do you want to go see Dr. Kelly and she said yes yeah and it was so great and Dr. Kelly is our one of our sponsor uh, at CairoTree.com because I was so excited because she had had an adjustment already on Tuesday right but so I brought her in and um she went right to Dr. Kelly got her adjustment and Dr. Kelly said she'll probably, she might get a, um, so her fever well, might spike. What was
0: interesting is you told me the story that she found a little spot yeah, on her back goes, or her neck. there it is. And yeah. that, you know, she, Dr. Kelly's trained in doing this because, you know, I've been kind of hugging her and I haven't felt any spots neck. No. but this is what Dr. Kelly does, so the fact that she it helps me because I'm more in the scientific mode and the non holistic mode. The fact that she could spot something right on or her, felt something or felt something, mm-hmm. heat, yes whatever it was yes and the fact that she can address it. So, anyways, mm-hmm. go ahead, Doctor well, Kelly said. Well, and then said, she
1: she kind of found a spot and and gave her an all over body adjustment. And when Skyler was done, she got in the car, she fell asleep. And she came home, ate a little bit, fell asleep, and woke up the next day, and she didn't have a fever and anymore. Yeah, and
0: Dr. Kelly said she'll, her fever will probably Will probably break spike, overnight, right? But she's, didn't she say she'll probably? Yes,
1: it'll go up, and then it'll probably break overnight. She didn't know for sure. She was just kind of giving me a. Right. And then she said, and she should feel better soon. Right. And that's. Basically, what happened? Well, and
0: what's cool is you know, with all due respect to medical doctors that go to the regular, you know, your family doctor, right? It's and they're st- great too. There's for their something own great about taking her to a chiropractor where mm-hmm. she's not going to get pills. You know, we talked about pills last week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with pills, but the fact that we have another tool in our toolbox aside from taking a little white pill.
1: That's the key is another tool because when she had strep, she went to her regular doctor and got antibiotics. So i we have no problem with that, but it's having something else where you know that you can help them heal in other ways.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, one other thing about Tree of Life yeah. is that they're holding a workshop on Saturday. Okay. I'm um, sorry. Let's see. Host a free community workshop uh, in her no, office. No,
1: that's on five eight, isn't it?
0: No. It's oh, it's on May twenty second. Tuesday, May twenty second. So is that today? No, no. that's a, that's a week from today. Yeah. Uh, at 7 o'clock.
1: Well, what is it about?
0: It's about... It's about uh,
1: baby sling safety.
0: It will address safety precautions to be taken by parents who plan to use baby slings.
1: And it, my friend Elise is doing it. So do you she, know Elise? I do know Elise. Elise Keaton mm-hmm. from Family Times? Not Elise Keaton. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the only
0: Elise I know. No,
1: she is a sling expert, believe okay. me. So go to uh, com.
0: And it's up there.
1: And it's up there. And also um, Avid. Avid, we company. Avid Company. I will
0: save them for later. Okay. Because um, well, I, I want to pull that... You want to finish it?
1: Yeah, because I was going to say that they're going to be doing a lot. My parents are moving here, thank goodness, closer okay. to me. And Avid is going to be working on their house. And I'm really excited, and I feel very confident. I mean, I feel like this is another... Not only they do our house, but I'm so excited for them to help my parents with their house, with painting and some remodeling. And so avidco.net. six three zero nine five
0: six eighteen hundred. And we just have Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Father's Day is coming up in June. Mm-hmm. So moms, if you want to help your husband out... And there's a project that you want to get done, call Evan. Call They'll be able to help you out. Okay. Uh, potty training. Mm-hmm. Somebody who asked us. Uh, do you even know?
1: I don't remember, but it was somebody. Um, Somebody's
0: anxious about potty training.
1: Well, or, or was concerned because okay. uh, her child was three and a half. And it's a very similar um, answer that to the introverted thing. I think we have to let go. And I know that she said she sent a long email and she said, you know, I've tried this, I've tried this, I've not shamed, I've not guilted. So she was making awesome choices. Mm -hmm. And still her child is not willing. You know, she – I can't remember if it was a boy or a girl, but she or he will not go on the potty, but will go everywhere else. And she was noticing that even her younger child is potty training, but this older one isn't. And, and I think again, that feeds our anxiety of what's wrong with my child. And, um, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think one, the one tip that I would give and, and then I can, we can really back away from this is for one week, don't think about it. Now, easier said than done. Right. How about I say that differently? For one week, don't do anything about it. And just stand back from the potty training thing. And when your child needs to go to the bathroom, say, where would you like to go? How would you like to do it? Um, you know, do you want to go on the potty or do you want to go here? And if they want to go here, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And just allow them to step back. And that is for not just the child, because mm-hmm. I'm not in. I'm not focusing on how to get them trained. That's for you. Right. Let it go for a little bit because the anxiety has gotten so high that it's hard to be effective from that place.
0: Well, and I feel like we struggled with this with J.C. and we oh, didn't sure. struggle at all with Cameron and Skyler. And I remember specifically. I remember where we were, which bathroom we were in the Me house. Too. And you were really I, I, with JC. Oh,
1: it, I was a mess. You
0: were kind of a mess, and yes. I think it had to do with some camp she was supposed to be in, and she needed to be yes. potty trained yes. and all that. So if you have those rules, my suggestion is, once again, chill out, find another camp where the kid doesn't have to be potty trained, and just let it happen, and it's so much easier said than done.
1: And actually, we ended up doing that. Our preschool that we go to here now, they didn't have an issue with um, the potty training, and and that took such a load off my shoulders, because when you're forcing your child to potty train on someone else's schedule, schedule, you are not doing them a service, and I know some school, I know that people are in situations where they're like, they have to go to this school, and I respect that and I'm hearing you, um, but I'm. But I guess the big picture is: is you understand you're you're forcing your child to do something that's not on their natural schedule. Mm-hmm. And if you could back up a little bit from it, you might find that they, on their own free will, like your younger child, like our younger children, potty train so easy. JC, I
0: don't remember anything about potty training either. The Neither second too. Neither do I. And what we're asking parents, I don't know Hillary. I don't know if Hillary is. Um, it's
1: not Hillary. It's somebody oh, I'm sorry, else. the other mm-hmm. lady.
0: If this is her oldest born?
1: I don't know. She said she has a younger one who is potty training on his
0: own. Because what we're asking is for parents who might be struggling with their firstborn to chill out. And that's hard for us. That's hard advice because... You have to go through it right. to experience it, to know that it's <laughs> going to be okay. The hindsight. But just know that it's going to be okay if you just relax.
1: Well, and I feel like that's our role, or what I hope our role is in, in certain people's lives, is that we're trying to reflect back to you that it's okay, that a lot of society is going to tell you it's not, and a lot of people are going to tell you different ways to force them to potty train. And know, just know that... Pee and poop situations are control situations in the body. Right. And if you're forcing a child to do something, that is one thing they can control. Right. They can decide, I am not going to do this. I am going to hold it. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to go somewhere else. You cannot... Force a child. You could bribe them and try all those things. Believe me, we did. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sitting here with experience I, did, with doing all I those.
0: think one time with JC, and you might be embarrassed by this story, but didn't you like lock yourselves, you yes, and JC, in, a bathroom. in the bathroom yes. for like an hour or something oh, like that? Oh,
1: longer than that. I brought in like orange juice. You and say and we're batter. not
0: leaving this room until you blah, blah, blah. You
1: know, it wasn't so much about like I was angry or was forcing her because that's what that sounds like. Right. It was like I thought it was a task I needed to accomplish. Right. So I put us in a bathroom. I brought up the toys and I brought the puzzles in and I said, okay, we're going to drink juice until you go. And it was a nightmare for me. And she was like, what are you doing? Right. And so I had to really take a step back. And it wasn't, I'm simplifying. It went on longer than one day. Right. I was a mess. Um, but the point is, is that what I learned and what I can now share with other people is I know from a professional um, you know, mindset that forcing children is not a good idea. Mm. And I'm saying from a personal experience, it doesn't really help. Right. So if you can back up a, away from it, just give yourself a week where you can say, this is not going to be an issue. I carry around this week, right. and I'm going to support my child in peeing and pooping wherever they feel, I mean, within reason. Within reason. Um, you know, what's what feels good for them in the moment, and then see what happens. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So next, um, we have I have one more weekend realization I want to okay. share. But before I do that, I want to talk about your book, self Parent. Okay. 23 Lessons.
1: Okay. Well, self Parent 1 and Self-Wear Parent 2, Adams.com. And also, I have coming in, uh, events on that uh, website, so you can look at what's coming up for us. And
0: we have a workshop coming up. that um, next this Saturday. Raising Daughters Who Love Themselves. Raising and, Girls
1: Who Love Themselves. And originally,
0: it was meant to be strictly for the men.
1: Right, it was just going to be men.
0: And I slash we decided to open it up to women, too.
1: Because women were asking if they could come with their husbands. And we looked at each other, and we were like, why would we say no to that? Mm-hmm. Because if they want to come together, and but we now want to let everybody know, For the dads who were coming by themselves, you're fine still coming by yourself.
0: Well, and I kind of want to call out the dads who, you know, not to try to put myself up on a pedestal or put us up on a pedestal, but the women are just so much more likely to go (laughs) learn something. I know. And I'm calling the dads out. And if you don't live around Chicago, then you are excused from not attending. Right. But if you have a daughter and we can throw a few good ideas at you in a two-hour workshop, get your butt off of the couch and go to the workshop
1: and ideas and awareness, you guys. It's just like we always say our priorities are our family or our, you know, our sons, our daughters. And you know, two hours of your life to actually bring this to the forefront of your awareness. Right. Because we're not going to like throw a bunch of things you have to do right. on you. We are going to talk about things to be aware of, so you can maintain a relationship with your daughter. I, and again, um, you know, life is busy. It's just one of those things that you and I find very important. And so, going back to it, dads. Um, You can go, you can come, and also moms, if you want to come with them, um, that's fine with us. And so you're going to find us. You can go to my coming events page again on my.
0: at Or
1: you can go to the Daily Method Elmhurst. um, You'll uh, you'll Google it because I can't read the whole thing out for you. I know, I can never remember. But that's where it is, and then you can um, register on their website or through phone. This Saturday. This Saturday, the 19th, 3 to 5 on Saturday.
0: Um, My weekend awareness, last awareness of the weekend, is there's this really good movie that you and I both like called The Shift. Yes. And Wayne Dyer Dyer. plays himself in this hour and a half movie, and Mm -hmm. it's really good, and it just talks about a lot of things that we find important. So I started watching it, and I'm like, well, the girls would really kind of like this, I think. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they wouldn't. I don't you know. You said
1: this is what the girls should be watching, right. kind of like you were excited. So I was
0: about to say, girls, come on in. This totally, I have baggage of this from my childhood. Cause my dad <laughs> would say, kids, come in. Sit down. Watch this. It's important. <laughs> and it was like Whatever, teens drinking alcohol or whatever. So instead, I simply put it on, didn't say anything, and they walked by and started watching it.
1: They walked by and they said, Mom, can we watch this? I go, sure, if you want to. Yeah, you said, sure,
0: if you want to. Right, I was
1: like totally like... And that
0: changed everything. Uh If I would have said, girls, come in, they'd be like, no, sorry, we're going outside to play. Mm -hmm. But it's just a really good movie about important things that are important to you and I, and we tricked them.
1: Well, you'd want to know what's interesting is it kind of, it kind of brings back the whole thing to if your child's introverted or potty training. You got to let go a little bit. If you're forcing your child to do things, even as a, as an adult, if you're forcing your partner to do things, if you're forcing your mom, your best friend, they're not going to want to do it. You cannot teach other people how to behave. All you can do is behave in a kind and loving way in the most thoughtful and aware way possible. That's your work. And then, that's how you connect with people, and again, as a parent, I know there's more to it, and keeping them safe and teaching them things. I know, but that's the starting point. And if you're starting from that point, point. and that's good. your
0: thing, and I say we tricked them. <laughs> so when in doubt, trick your kids.
1: Look at it either way, but the way you tricked them was. Some people would say that's reverse psychology or whatever. But you, if you want, oh sorry, sorry, I dropped, I dropped your pen. pen. Um, if you want to call it tricking, that's fine. But really, it's letting go, let go, and trick them. And then trick them. <laughs> um, speaking of, uh, Todd was talking about the weekend. Um, we had a little party for Todd because he just turned 40. Big party. And um, it was a rager. And so our friend Jerry sent us this video that he took of Todd. I was not in the garage when this happened, but we had lots of children at the party. It was and a garage adults. party. It was a garage party because the weather was. Nasty. Anyway, and so he took this video of Todd playing the our little, what is it, an organ? What is it? Uh, A keyboard. keyboard. And all the kids were playing like the drums or attempting to play the drums, and Todd was attempting to play the keyboard and attempting to sing. I'm saying attempt to all these things. And anyway, our friend Jerry caught it on video, and I put it on our Facebook page because... It's funny. To me. To you. To me. And the thing is, is I said this on Facebook, but Todd is not drunk in this day. No, No, it's he funny. Is. The party, because usually
0: <laughs> I would get drunk at a party because right. that's what I used to do. Right. And I had a few beers, but I was really... I, it was, the alcohol distracted me from hanging out with, with my friends. With people you
1: wanted to see. And there were kids there. We had to be thoughtful about right. those kind of things. But it was, um, but when you watch the video, you're going to think, oh, you know. And
0: I sing Borderline.
1: Yeah, Borderline Bad. like, I'm
0: going Ted, to I don't lose think you really, my mind. You didn't really
1: sing it because you if didn't you know any of the words.
0: On searching oh my gosh. My stop. Love. I
1: have a tournament of bad for you. wait on me. Okay. This is from this last weekend. All right. Again. The basketball. Todd plays basketball like four days a week in the morning. And then he brings the basketball and puts it in the car and forgets to take it out. And the thing rolls around in the front seat and gets stuck under my foot when I'm driving. I mean, not literally gets stuck, but hits me in the leg. And then I'll throw it in the back. And then every time I turn a corner, it goes boom, boom, boom. So Will you take the basketball out of the car, please?
0: You need to talk to your daughters because those that's the basketball that your daughters bring to basketball. Okay. I don't bring a basketball to basketball because the guys bring the basketball to okay. the basketball. So you need to have a talk with JC and Cameron because okay. it's their responsibility. But they're going about,
1: to basketball with you.
0: Yes, but they're the one playing with that basketball. So okay. talk to them. Okay,
1: I'll talk to them about it. That's fine.
0: Um, and then the Qu- Kathy quote of the week, I decided it's a new segment. Oh. Your quote of the week is, I think you are talking to Cameron or something, you said, you can go upstairs and be mad at me, but I'm not going to do anything about it. <laughs> and I don't remember what contents context it was said. Uh, oh, she
1: was mad because I think she had to clean her room or something, yeah. and she was stomping around, and I said, it's fine if you want to be mad, but there's, I'm not going to change anything. Right,
0: so that's words of wisdom <laughs> from Kathy Kasani Adams. Oh, thanks, honey. Uh, that's it. We'll talk to you clowns later. <laughs>
1: Have a good week, everybody.
0: Adios.